and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, one more for the books. Here we go. And uh, if you'll permit me to steer us into the ditch right now. Sure. Uh, I have a category here because I've got a, I got a crip that I want to play. And the category is um, dementia-riddled politicians gaffing, except not really one is a fake story that gets blown up. The other is real. Here we go. And I saw this in passing last night. It's, it's not getting any traction because it's, it's not really a thing. The uh, headline, and it's not running that many. Joe Biden is confused again as he messes up a story about what part of Oregon voted to secede in front of wealthy donors who just gave a million dollars. Now, when I tell you what this is, if you don't know the story, this is the most understandable and excusable mistake that anyone who is a person who's lived in the East most of their life would make, uh-huh. all right? Because it has to do with uh, East Oregon or West Oregon, which even when you say that, if you're someone from where we are from, it doesn't quite register. So Biden said he was watching TV on Air Force One. This is in front of a group of donors out there. He was flying to Las Vegas, and he saw a story about a part of Oregon seceding to Idaho. And he said, uh, well, I'm watching here on Air Force One, and then you got Western Oregon deciding they're going to secede and become part of Idaho. That's the gaffe, because, of course, it was Eastern Oregon. When it started to think about it, okay, yeah, the eastern part of a state out there would be next to uh, okay that does not count <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you follow what i'm saying yeah i see you follow what i'm saying of course yes. of course because for those of us who are from this part of the country we just think the west is the west right yeah, right and we just think everything is is what i i absolutely completely give joe biden a pass on that one i do i do it, okay. it is it's right, just not yeah. a thing. What do you you think this is any kind of a thing? No, come on. No, this is come somebody's on. reaching. I mean, every it's like they, yes. Yes. if he scratches yes. his nose during a speech. Oh my God! Look at look at yes. Grandpa! Look at the silver yes. alert! I mean, it's it's stupid. East and West Oregon, as opposed to one of President Trump's former lawyers, who's uh, under all kinds of uh, legal problems. You know him as uh, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. And I guess he's got a gig every day on WABC. Is that right? I think he does maybe an hour show in yeah, between. Like five like o'clock his, or something. He, there's like three martinis and then an hour and then five martinis. I think that's his day. Yeah. And I guess there's some kind of a sidekick there to, you know, at least uh, keep him straight as to the difference between, you know, East and West Labovia and things like that. So he doesn't make those kinds of mistakes and help him read the clock. 
So here he is. Wipe his vomit away from him when he pukes. Right. Here he is confused, and there's no wink, wink here. There's no I'm in on the joke while I'm doing this. There's no sense of irony. There's nothing going on here except a dementia-riddled, sad old man. And he's speaking about a show that I believe you watched and I watched on Sunday night. They hand out these little gold statues. Oh, the ESPYs? <laughs> yeah, the ESPYs, right. <laughs> he's not familiar with the term Oscar. That's all I can say. And he doesn't think it means Oscar Robertson or Oscar Meyer. or <laughs> Oscar Goldman. Oscar Goldman, <laughs> the $6 million man. Wow, we are reaching every day and hitting new depths, aren't we? Aren't Oscar we? Goldman. Very good. <laughs> Here we go. Check this out. This is so good. Wait, because they somebody asked me about something called Oscar. Oscar? Oh, the Oscars. Oh, it's the oh, it's a family. Yeah, it's the family. What, yeah. what are Oscar? It's a it's uh, some big thing happened last night that I am called Oscar. It's called the Oscars. It's an award show. It's I watched, big, I, big to I do in Hollywood. Last night, last night I, I watched Chosen, which I recommend to everyone to watch before Easter. Chosen? It's about the life of Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. It is uh, people who are very orthodox, either Catholic or Protestant, might be somewhat offended by it's not being biblically 100% accurate. But it is not in any way offensive. That's not great. Like, you know, the last temptation of Christ or anything like that. That's enough of that. <laughs> Chosen. Not Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. We didn't know what we called the Oscars. Speaking of, of uh, and I know that you watch a lot of cable news. Speaking of Trump lawyers, who is this guy, the lawyer of the week? I don't know how you pronounce his name. Joe Tacopina or Joe yeah, Tacopina? Joe Tacopina. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't seen him until like 48 hours. How long has he been doing this? And, and which law school did they grab him out of? Britt, I, I wait till you look. You know, I actually checked this. If, for, if you don't know who we're talking about, this is the guy who's uh, defending Trump in New York right now on what appears to be the impending indictment. Yeah. In the uh, Stormy Daniels $130,000 hush money case, money funneled through Michael Cohn who uh, went to prison for two years for lying. He's a confirmed liar. Yes, he was lying on behalf of Donald Trump, who's the liar and who is the person who <laughs> was being covered up for. But, okay, we won't get into the, the details. Um, Joe uh, Tacopino, he is a graduate of what is now Quinnipiac University yeah. Law School. And before that, it was like Bridgeport State university yeah. law school all right so and i'm not saying automatically if you don't go to a top tier law school you can't be a, a top tier lawyer but again if you're uh, donald trump and you've cycled through every possible person of any degree of quality who doesn't want anything to do with you and you're already down to christina blob and people like that christina blob that is so unfair and accurate right, actually right that, that that is so unfair uh you're you're down to guys like joe uh tapakino or Pop, what whatever his name who 
if you've uh, seen the guy or seen him, and, and this is so unfair, but if I've ever seen a guy who looks like a mafia lawyer and yeah. speaks <laughs> like a mafia lawyer, it's this I get, guy. I, I would... I would almost pay 20 bucks to see him in the Fred Flintstone costume because I'm getting strong Fred Flintstone vibes from this guy. Body-wise, yeah. head-wise, jaw-wise, everything when I see him. Right. So uh, he decided to go on to uh, Ari Melber on Tuesday. Ari Melber is a lawyer. He is a First Amendment lawyer. And if you're going to get into the ring with him, you better be ready. He's because he smart. knows his shit. He's he knows smart. his shit, and, and you can't steamroll him. And so they went uh, they went back and forth. And when you get to the end of what uh, Tapakino said, it, it always gets down to this, that it was Michael Cohn and Michael Cohn alone's idea for $130,000 to almost accidentally go to Stormy Daniels that he decided she deserved the money. And when Donald Trump paid Michael Cohn the same $130,000 as a reimbursement with that check that you've seen a million times that has that obnoxious signature on it, that's just a coincidence it, it, it just it, it doesn't mean any, it was not about trying to influence the election. It wasn't an illegal campaign contribution or anything of the sort. The fact that this happened, what, 10 days before the election, the fact that this was all about trying to make sure that the story got buried by the National Enquirer and would never see the light of day about Stormy Daniels and Mushroom Dick. OK, <laughs> Mushroom Dick. <laughs> That's that's the argument you you have to accept. Uh, the the and and Ari had the best question I've ever heard in a situation like this, and and here it was because Trump's lawyer says, you know, he, this payment happened. You know, for all I know, he this has happened before. Maybe he's done this in in other circumstances that had nothing to do with tampering with an election or anything like that. So Ari Mubber says, can you give me one example of Donald Trump paying off another woman for some reason or another? <laughs> of course not. Of course, the guy, I'm sure, didn't even know. But of course, even if it had happened, it's not relevant to what's going on here. And it was a pretty good... Oh. It was a pretty good showstopper. It was a great segment. They went, you know, about 25 straight minutes. Thank you. Lindsay says that uh, Joe Tacopino, it's Taco Pena. That's how you, that's how you uh, remember that, Brad. Not, not Tapakina. Taco. Yeah. It's ta she you. said he used to be a part of the Howard Stern radio show back in the 90s. So now that all sorts of makes sense oh, now. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, sorry about impugning the integrity and credentials there. I'm not sure which of the rat pack or the, the whack pack that he defended. I don't know if it was high pitch Eric. I don't know if it was, uh, they had a guy that used to call something the retard. Yeah. Which they've, by, by the way, in modern Howard Stern vernacular has been cleaned up greatly <laughs> as he tries to repair everything. Like the nineties never happened. 
ever, ever, ever in today's Howard Stern. If you get, if you have Sirius XM satellite radio, it just, yeah. just there was nothing. Never did, never like uh, did period jokes or had women crawling around with stuff in their vaginas uh, live in the studio. That, that was stuff just never, ever, ever fucking happened. A different era, Britt. I'm reading about. Um, Takopina. It says here he started as a prosecutor in Brooklyn, won 39 of 40 trials he led. That's impressive. After moving to private practice, here's the murderer's row, Brad, of clients that he ends up uh, representing. Alex Rodriguez, okay. New York Yankees great. Yeah. Uh, here, you're mm, Vandersloot, who probably might have, but definitely did kill Natalie Holloway. Oh, yeah. He was that tall, skinny. That's all right. Dutch kid, right? Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson. Fox News host Sean Hannity, mm. uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Oh, and here, this is, mm, allow me to put the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. Washington Commanders team owner, Daniel Snyder. That's the, the awesome people oh. that this oh, guy oh. has chosen to represent. Oh, 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 oh. So Mr. Liberal doesn't <laughs> think that people in this country deserve <laughs> an adequate defense. I am you're glad. Gonna judge, you're going to judge this lawyer this barrister <laughs> by the reputation you think that uh, other people bring when they hire how dare you I, how i'm glad to dare you i'm just glad that the low and the downtrodden can get quality representation in this country and that's yeah. what makes me believe in america usa usa uh, of course the, the you know the the point is uh just atmospherically listening to this guy talk like Tony Soprano. And it, it's like Goodfellas. It, it really exactly is like exactly what he sounds like. He <laughs> sounds true. like Tony Soprano on steroids. It does. Which, of course, actually is what Trump sounds like when he's <laughs> animated and he's he's trying to uh, steamroll you with bullshit. So, yeah, I uh, I did see the segment, and um, I don't know. Uh, the, the only argument, the only argument at this point about after going through all this and bringing in Michael Cohn again, I believe today for uh, one last round with the grand jury would be at the very last minute for uh, Alvin or as uh, Joe Tapacino called him, uh, Albert Bragg. Jesus God. <laughs> he did. He, he used the wrong first name. Um, the only reason would be that at the last moment they decide that there's less than a 50, 50 chance that they could win this and that the uh, downside of losing is so devastating that, uh, they don't want to go through with it, but it, it seems like that calculation had been made weeks and months ago when they reopened this case and went for it again and, you know, the information was already out last week that an indictment appeared imminent. And the uh, and they're not supposed to take into consideration the fact that the uh, Stormy Daniels payoff thing, um, if you want to rank all the legal issues that, that are facing Trump directly right now, January 6th, Jack Smith, Georgia, and the uh, uh, pilfered secret documents down at Mar-a-Lago, this is in fourth place. Mm. This is really in fourth place. And uh, even if Trump is convicted of this, 
does it hurt him? No, it probably helps him because he's he's got that victim hat that he likes to uh, wear and he can put another little sticker on it that uh, they went after me for this, which was nothing, which, okay, so we we get that. But we'll, we'll see. It, it's, uh, it's Wednesday as we speak, and things could change at uh, any time here. Uh, by the way, we have another phone call. We have another phone call that we just found out about. I didn't know there was a second phone call. The grand jury down in Georgia uh, tried to convince, of course, Secretary Brad Raffensperger to find 11,780 votes. The pause in there is the best. <laughs> I love that part of it. He, he pauses because he didn't know that he was going to say the word votes after he said the number. But as it turns out, we have another call. This according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The grand jury, the special grand jury, has uh, heard a phone call where Trump tries to pressure the House Speaker of Georgia at the time, David Ralston, into, listen to the convening a special legislative session to throw out Joe Biden's certified victory in Georgia. This is how a dictator thinks. This is how an autocrat thinks. This is about how someone who's desperate to try to turn around an election that he lost might think if he was as pathologically ill as Donald Trump is. Uh, one of the jurors, and remember, they're allowed to talk about this. They're allowed to talk about this. Ralston basically cut the president off. He said, I will do everything in my power. I guess it's a Southern Republican leader, so he does have to sound like a moron. I will do everything in my power that I go. think is appropriate. <laughs> Juror says that Ralston took the wind out of Donnie's little sails there. So there you have it. A second, a second phone call. We have not heard it. We have now heard about it. And it would seem that that would, you know, fit well into the idea of a, a preponderance of evidence of guilt. But then again, we're not on the jury. We don't you got know. people like when you got the people like Joe Tacopino though, defending <laughs> Trump. I mean, they've got they can't lay a glove on yeah. the guy. Come on, yeah. I, I love the fact that this guy Tacopino, he kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't know he was representing exactly. I mean, that's Trump. my point. Is is like lawyer of the week, and the next you know next week it'll be somebody else because he won't pay them or something will happen. He won't follow their instructions, and then you'll get somebody. Oh else. my God, Ari, you should have asked. Did you get him to pay you up front? <laughs> you had to have gotten him to pay you up front, right? Oh, Ari, Ari, Ari Melber, how did you not say that? There were there were all of these stories about the Trump family leading up to the 2016 election. Um, and I remember one of them specifically, they were doing some sort of reception in L.A. or in Hollywood, and they wanted the caterer to work for free because the publicity from, you know, catering a Trump event would be so huge. It would open up all these doors. Yeah. And so I, you just wonder if he makes that pitch to potential lawyers like, I won't give you any money, but my God, you're going to just the, the business will flood in once people find out you are uh, representing Donald John Trump. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I don't think that one flies anymore. No, I don't think so. No, um, lawyers I'm, like to get paid. Lawyers are, are really keen on getting paid. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, 
that you can't uh, get away with that one, Don. Although my guess is he probably does get away with that with these, you know, third and fourth rate lawyers because they are thinking in their mind, I'm ready to trade money up front for what I think is the uh, notoriety and publicity value of having been a Trump lawyer, which at this point, have you quite figured out, Miss or Mr. Lawyer, that it really isn't that valuable to have been known as a Trump lawyer? But they That's still much. go for it. That's they much, still yeah. go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. Um, can artificial intelligence pick my brackets? All right. Uh, Tucker calls January 6th biggest scam ever. Uh, DeSantis and Trump together on the side of Vladimir Putin. Oh, there we go. But the rest of the Republican Party, much of it, not happy with that. That's a lot of fun there. Uh, Steve Bannon's buddy taking a fall. Um, and Oklahoma competing with South Carolina this week for shittiest state in mm. the union. The union. The, let's do the uh, DeSantis and Trump on Putin's side. Yeah. Well... Uh, as you know, uh, I apologize for a little ass assault there. Uh, <laughs> as you know, on the previous Brad and Britcast, we led with this comment that was made by Ron DeSantis. And by the way, we were the first ones in the country to do this. Everyone yeah, we nailed it. Nailed that one. That uh, Ukraine is basically just a uh, territorial dispute between them and Russia. And yeah. we, we really have no national interest in it, which is certainly music to Vladimir Putin's ears uh, because that really kind of echoes what Donald Trump has uh, put forth. Yet at the same time, and, and by the way, it, it's, it's just disgraceful. It's, it's shameful that, that either of them would sound exactly like the worst American politicians of the 1930s who were enamored with Hitler because, you know, he built great highways and got the trains to run on time. Or was that his buddy Mussolini? <laughs> no, he had to, he, great speeches, very powerful public speaker. Right. And when he did march into Poland, that was a territorial dispute, as was when he marched into France and Belgium. And every other country. Those are just territorial disputes. That These we are no really just a, it's more of a cartography error is really what it is. I think that's what, that's really what it is. Wait a minute. Is the word cartological? <laughs> it was a cartological error. <laughs> that's good. That's right. That's basically what it is. If they yeah. just drew, if they, they haven't drawn the maps correctly and Putin's just trying to correct that. Right. Right. Um, so on the Republican side, as you know, we power through uh, 2023 into the uh, actual election year, you're going to have a real debate inside that party as to uh, whose side are you on. You really are. No question about it. Uh, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and, and uh, those folks are all for as much aid as needed for Ukraine to defend itself against Putin. And the Russians, which is where the majority of American opinion is, the Democrats are certainly 
lined up with Joe Biden on this for the most part. I'm sure the far left part or the squad or people like that may not be so enthralled with with that much aid going for Ukraine. But for the most part, the Democrats are with with Joe Biden. And so is public opinion, whether it is eroding slowly or not. And it may be because we always get to this point is how much is enough. And when the president says, well, we're in it all the way. The answer to how much is enough is there is no end in sight until you beat the guy or you give in. Should we give in? Yeah. Trump says give in. DeSantis says give in. Not our fight. Not our fight. Isn't all of this the part of the the big, like Tucker Carlson has sent out a questionnaire to 2024 uh, potential and, he, and it's got these questions about the ukraine and you are forced to do this and that's what's uh that's kind of what's fueling this whole thing well you you uh you brilliantly injected the important fact that the actual policy leader of the Dem- the republican party is tucker carlson if Correct. he says it if you don't go along with it then he will look straight into the camera tilt his head like the bruised puppy that he is and attack you for 15 minutes. And you can't have that. You can't have Tucker mad at you. Hannity now irrelevant. Let's just lay that out on the line. He Hannity's now irrelevant. It's all well, what, know, it's all it, what it, Tucker. Thinks. It's funny. Cause a couple of years ago we were having this discussion is Tucker Carlson going to run for president. They would have these straw polls in Iowa and stuff. And he would finish very, very close if not at the top. And now it turns out he kind of is, he's kind of the Republican nominee. Well, in 2024. You know he might be free <laughs> from contractual obligations <laughs> at his job sooner than we know. Well, you, you know, he might, he might follow Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ailes, two awesome. other, could you ever imagine those two being fired, people at Fox? Well, there you go. And maybe maybe he'll get fired uh, because, of course, he has gone, for the most part, pretty damn silent on the 41,000 hours of unbelievable video that will prove once and for all that January 6th wasn't what you thought it was, that it was just a peaceful tourist visit gone awry and to underscore that he wanted to let you know on tuesday that january 6th was the quote biggest scam ever well maybe with the exception of the 2020 election itself but if you look up what the word scam means the old merriam webster says a scam it's such a it's such a wrong word even if you think that this was a false flag operation that Antifa did it. What It wouldn't be a scam, okay? If, if what we saw wasn't really what we saw, that that was, uh, that was just a big Hollywood production, Spielberg finally went to the dark side and produced this for us on that. It wouldn't be a scam. A scam is when you rip people off for money. A scam is when you lie to people intentionally to get a result there was no lying that was being done on but again i'm 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 getting down too much into the uh into the weeds there but we have a congressman uh who you've never heard of ready you've never heard of this guy representative carlos jimenez carlos jimenez don't know who that is who says that Joe Biden 
is the new Neville Chamberlain, that he's too weak with Putin. He's appeasing Putin the same way Neville Chamberlain, the then prime minister of this is rich, appeased Adolf Hitler too soft on him. So they've turned it completely around. While you have many people in the Republican Party, including people like Tucker Carlson, who are saying, let Putin have his way, that's the actual never cha- Neville Chamberlain whoa, whoa, deal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, that's right. You can't have it both ways. He can't, he can't be too weak appeasing Putin by doing nothing, but he's spending way too much money on arming Ukraine to fight Putin but he's weak, which is, I can't figure this out. I can't figure it out. I mean, Tucker Carlson literally has articulated the Neville Chamberlain opinion, which is give him Crimea, and then that, that's the end of it. We'll negotiate. I mean, they, they, he's, he's literally said that. I know that. It's peace it's, in our it's, time. It's, it's, it is, it's not my party. It's not my party <laughs> that, that's arguing against itself on this shit. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, so that's, is, is Joe Biden a warmonger? Well, or not, and you but can, you, you, I'll tell you how it's, I'll tell you how it's it's resurfacing here in the last day or so. It's because some in the Republican Party think that we should have declared all-out war against Russia because of this drone being taken down by the Russian aircrafts, two of them, uh, over the Black Sea. That this was an act of war, and Joe Biden is weak. Okay. And I would remind our good friends, our Republican friends, that, you know, you kind of have to pick your spots. You do. When you're, when you're going to start World War III, you really want to have a kind of a good reason to do so. And in case you haven't noticed, the, you could argue that there's been too much incrementalism by the United States and by NATO in arming Ukraine, that we should just throw it all and give them all our best stuff and and, and go for it. But we've been very, very careful. And over time, you always hear this. We don't want to make it so that the pretext for a wider war by Putin is given to him by us using certain kinds of weapons or giving the Ukrainians certain kinds of weapons. Now, is that weakness or is that smart? Is it weak or is it smart when an incident like this happens, and apparently, Britt, this happens more often than we know. We don't know about all of these incidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one we do happen to know, and there's going to be video of what actually happened. I guess the the drone was equipped with um, uh, a video. It had one of those little GoPro things on, on its head, and it could see what was going on. So you're going to see the the Russians do this. Of course, they're they're saying the opposite happened. You know, the, the drone attacked their planes. So they, it's the same shit all the time. And then there'll be video. And then Tucker Carlson will claim the video is fake, right? Well, you do and have to you, you, side. you do have to contrast the position of complete capitulation with the Lindsey Graham thing is that if you attack one of our drones, we're dropping five nukes on you immediately. Right. I mean, you do have to kind of right. balance can we, those things out. Right. Can, can we have a little nuance here? <laughs> A little bit of new one. And, Immediately. And DeSantis, the problem is DeSantis has been so non-committal on, on everything of substance when he's ever asked about it, if he ever is asked about it, because it's tough for Brian Kilmeade to get in those tough policy questions when they're throwing a baseball back and forth in that tough interview 
from the other day. Boy, that that's going to go down Jesus in Christ. history, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> I mean, that that is the flip side of what we talked about yesterday with them them calling on on CNN. Uh, Tucker Carlson, Tucker, do you know anything about stuff that macho dudes know about? And then you have these two guys. Look what a manly man DeSantis is. He can fire off a curveball at a moment's notice. God damn, he's macho. Pull your dick out and show it to us, Ron. I want to see it. I mean, that's that's so, it's so no, you, painful. But you, no, you you just confused Tucker with Anderson Cooper. You oh yeah, Anderson. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anderson. Well, <laughs> hey, no, Anderson. Yeah, Anderson Cooper. Them doing the gay stuff on him, and then you go the other direction, and it's like Ron DeSantis out there. Essentially, he is just pulling his wiener out so America can see what a huge cock he's got. And I can't wait to see how, like, it, there's nothing left to do. What are we going to have him in a batting cage next? Then maybe throwing a football. And then after that, he's going to be checking people in a hockey rink somewhere. And, and who does that kind of stuff? Public? It's Putin. Putin. Putin is the king of that, right? Riding horses. Here's, and- here's a great one. This is, this is what you ought to do if you're Fox. Because you, know you know who's in Florida. Who knows he's got a training facility in Florida. That's right. World Wrestling Entertainment. Let's get Ron DeSantis in an interview while he's body slamming people. Uh, Britt, uh, Trump already owns the WWE thing. I don't think they're going to do much business with the Sanders, right? <laughs> well, no, they're He's grateful. A Hall of Famer, Britt, you know that. Well, I've, I'm pretty sure that Vince McMahon has given money to DeSantis. If he has, he probably will, because uh, DeSantis was able to to do do him some solids down there in Florida uh, during the pandemic when they were able to put a bunch of people to breathe on each other and continue the shows. Now, I I haven't seen any news in the last few hours on that because i've been i've been watching uh uh all the money stuff but uh i assume that DeSantis has not changed his mind or backed away or no. given some some color no. to his comments which by the way were made before the uh russian drone shoot down incident that we really we don't have a dog in the fight between Ukraine and Russia, this is this is their issue. It's just a little territorial <laughs> yeah. dispute, yeah. and uh, he actually has an out right now. If he would decide suddenly, oh, well, you know what? I've rethought this. I've given it some more thought, and uh, we really do, we really do have a stake in this, and it's about freedom. And you know, we love freedom in Florida. Uh, freedom from intrusion by New Yorkers or Californians or some shit like that. He could do that. He he should pivot right now and get away from being the isolationist along with Trump, thinking that, well, that neutralizes the issue between him and Trump on Ukraine, right? You can't, you know, there's, there's no daylight between the two of them, although Trump will find the daylight. You copied me. I said it first. Okay. I was with Putin. I was with Putin years ago. Remember when I said when somebody asked me in 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 Finland, that was that Jonathan Lemire, that uh-huh. guy, uh-huh. pronounced Lemire. Lemire said, uh, <laughs> do you believe do you believe Putin when he says he didn't interfere in the election? And I said, I have no reason not to believe him. So, I loved Putin before you did, Ron. I mean, uh, that's the only daylight that that he could create to be more of an in the tanker uh, against the interests of the United States as a Russian asset. You can't Russian out asset me, Ron. Um, so 
he, he should make the move now or he's going to have to own it. And I don't think that's going to be a very popular uh, stance. And I know people don't vote for anything based on foreign policy until they do. We'll see. Again, Brit, not our primary, not our party. No, if, and I don't know how much of an issue it's actually going to be because I don't know where we're going to be in that war, you know. But but if you are a policy person or a communications person for one of the great array of candidates, whether it's Mike Pence or Nikki Haley, and you just want to come up with some sort of just go against whatever Biden's doing, you go the other direction. That's all you got to know, really. Well, I, I I can tell you this: if the uh, Ukrainians are either bled dry because they run out of people faster than the Russians do that I guess theoretically could happen because Russia has more citizens um, or for whatever reason they can't seem to drive the Russians out or force them to come to the to the uh, peace table and and make some kind of reasonable agreement which is not likely because you know Putin has nowhere to go. This is Putin. You know, this is a win or leave town for yeah. him, right? Yeah, loser leaves town match. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He he doesn't have another job waiting for him. There's not a lobbyist position for him to glide into, or he he can't open a Vladimir Putin library. That's right. Uh, and 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 things of that sort, and live his. Uh, he's not going to be building houses for Habitat for Humanity. For oh, you don't this. think that's going to happen? You don't see it? Yeah. No not likely um but if you if you don't make that move if we do for some reason not win when i say we i mean the west against putin then the question that will come up in the election cycle as it really ramps up will be if we're on the wrong side of this who lost ukraine yeah. yeah, it's going to be who because this is high stakes poker at its most dangerous. When you're, you know, we're right now we are doing the equivalent of what FDR did before we entered the war in 1941, which is uh, arm Britain to the teeth to defend itself against Germany. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. Next thing you know, we're involved actually in the war. That's not likely to happen this time around. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same. But, but the principle is still the same. And the faction, the number of people who were arguing against Roosevelt uh, arming the the uh, British and sending them warships and and all kinds of uh, guns and weapons and planes and bullets and and it was huge. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of lot of opposition to that, just like there is apparently a growing opposition to what Biden is is doing and what the NATO countries are doing. That we should just let Putin have it. Just let him have it. Let him have it. It's not our fight. Yeah. What's the downside? Yeah. What's the downside, guys? Yeah. Yeah. All right. As they like say, uh, to be continued. Uh-huh. Somebody said that there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, one more little uh, uh, endpoint to that. I think that it's very possible that DeSantis saying, uh, we don't have a stake in Ukraine. It's not our fight. Um, 
not not for us. We don't have an interest in it. That may go down with some of the dumbest statements that have ever been made, including a third-rate burglary to describe Watergate. Sure. Um, more recently, it was just a tourist visit gone awry to describe January 6th, although calling it a scam almost rivals that, right? Right. And uh, then the mother of all of them, which is, uh, other than that, how was the play Mrs. Lincoln? Okay. <laughs> fair uh, enough. That's fair yeah. enough. Ukraine. It's just, uh, we don't have an interest in it. It was a territorial dispute. Throw. You know, I think you might want to be ready to put that one in there. Yeah, it um, might, might be right. And I don't know. Let's uh, go. Bannon's buddy got nailed today. Oh, that's Here. unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who is this guy? Oh, a page blew up. Next page story. blew up. Yep. Next story. All right. Uh, it just did. It just did. Um, uh, hey, can AI pick my brackets yeah, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that this morning uh, because no one has ever actually been able to do it, right? It's never mm-hmm. happened in all these years. You know, there are people that got down to, you know, the final four. They were able to pick the final four, and then something always happened, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it never. So why wouldn't artificial intelligence, which, if I'm correct, is able to take everything that is said, everything that is written, everything that is thought of about a certain subject, sift through it and synthesize it. This just seems to me to be the perfect use for for that, besides just dumb luck. One year maybe somebody's gonna do it through through dumb luck. I mean most most of us we never get past the first round, right? We never get past the first thirty two games, let alone have it keep going and going and going. And it's getting harder, not easier, because of the equality of the talent that's being spread around because players can move from team to team, right? And there's, there's no overwhelming super team favorite this time around. I think the team that, that is the most favored has a uh, has an accused criminal on there. <laughs> <laughs> I still play. Is he gone now? He's not on no, the No, no, he's, not, he's not been charged with anything. He's still oh, – really? Okay. Yeah. I, I do think they did stop patting him down before the games. I do think they've capitulated on that. <laughs> that and that's a real thing if you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a hilarious uh they said it was an MMA bit, but it's like when they would go to the wrestling ring in the day when the referee would check you and make sure you didn't have any foreign objects. Yeah. Uh but don't you think it's it's now harder to pick your way through these these games? because of the uh, more competitive balance that is there. So it isn't even a question of, well, if, if, if you can just find that one Cinderella team, that's going to uh, make its way all the way through to, um, you know, the, the, the second weekend and maybe get to the final eight, because that seems to happen almost every year. There's always one team that you've never heard of. St. Joseph's of, uh, of Assisi is, uh, is that team this year or something. St. Peter's, I believe, was the Cinderella story from last year. Yeah. 
George Mason in years past was another huge one all those yeah. years ago. Uh, there was a, a team in Florida, Gulf. Florida Coast. Gulf Coast. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah I do. They, they, they went on. So, first of all, you have to identify that team. Mm-hmm. And it seems now that there's probably 10 of those teams. Any any of which. For, for instance, and I'm, I'm just noting this uh, because uh, our daughter went there. Uh, UNC Asheville, they're in the, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're in the draw, and their their game is the last one on Friday night. They play Good UCLA. Boy. That's right. Yeah, U- UCLA, which I guess is, uh, I think there are, there are two. There are number yeah. two seeds. Yeah. So c- could UNC Asheville beat UCLA? The answer is no, unless no. they do. No, yeah, and you would have to think. All right, if they did, then so that's why it's so impossible. But I think artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, could divine this, and I think that's what should happen. There should be one. There, you know, it's like when they came up with the computer that could play chess. That was kind of right. That's interesting. Right. That was interesting. So there, there should be some uh, choices made by. These programs, maybe it's been done again. We can't read everything. We can't see everything. I can't imagine that it hasn't been done. The it stuff that like- I'm seeing, though, on AI, when it's incorporated into search engines like Bing, it's pretty frightening. Oh, wait a minute. So what you really want is to put it in there and have all the choices made and then have it say also, fuck Jim Beheim. You want it to spit that out, right? You want it is, to be inappropriate. Is it too much to ask? I mean, I I, I know we, we were promised flying cars. We haven't gotten those. Can I just get that? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Beheim was on TV on Tuesday night on CNN with uh, uh, Chris Wallace in the yeah. 9 o'clock hour. Yeah. And I must tell you, of all the shit that CNN has had on for the last few months since they fired Chris Cuomo, um, Chris Wallace was head and shoulders above uh, everybody else who's been trying to to fill mm-hmm. that slot. I don't think they had him on specifically to 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 test him or to audition him, but if he wanted to ruin his life and have to be there every night at nine o'clock at his age, <laughs> he he certainly could do it because he's he's so uh, he's so well prepared. That's all I can say. No, it doesn't matter what the yeah. topic is. He had he had Bayheim on. And uh, then he had a – they were talking basketball. Then he had uh, Jay Williams uh, – um, uh, oh, boy. Now, uh, Greg, uh, uh, the guy from, from the Greg NBA. Gr- no, no, the guy played for Carol. Greg uh, – Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Right. Kenny and, the Jet Smith. And then uh, – you ready? Uh, white guy who played for Duke. Who Jay Billis. Hit- Jay Billis. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I identify people that I can't remember. So, wait, so you had the three of them on. I, I love white guy that played for Duke. Well, that really does narrow it down. <laughs> you mean the really wait, annoying wait. one? Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so Chris Wallace had them on. And you never thought of him as a, as a sports guy at all. But you know what? He brought it. He brought it. He got great responses out of all of them about the tournament, about uh, uh, the uh, – you know the protocol, the the uh, the uh, what is it? The NIS, whatever. The, what the what the fuck? Where you get to make the money? What's it called? Oh, NIL. NIL. Uh, whatever. Name. <laughs> I had two out of three letters. My okay. Image and likeness. Yeah. 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 Anyway, image, so, image and likeness. Right. So if 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 I were uh, if I were uh, Chris, he eats paste licked. 
uh, I would try to convince Chris Wallace to to do that. Um, Robert Poole asking us a question. Is DeSantis preferable to Trump? I don't know what that means. Is that to the voters or is that to humanity? I don't think he's preferable in any way to Trump. I think he's we, we've talked about it. I think he's like a more evil, more capable version of Trump, isn't he? Plus, he's younger. He's like way younger. So he's got a lot more mileage to go. Yeah. I mean, when he declares himself dictator, that could be for 40 years. It could be. Okay. I mean, there's always a chance with the terrible diet that fucking Trump has, he can drop dead at any moment. No. Here's the point. If that doesn't nail you at at 48. Bastards. If you're not one of these people who has a heart attack at 48 because of the way you were eating and you make it all the way there. For, forget it. if it if it didn't kill him by now that's that's not what's going to get him how can all these people in america like have coronary disease because of their awful diets and Wrong diabetes and, and but <laughs> I can't. colonel sanders if you're listening <laughs> all, right, all right let's leave it let's leave it there <laughs>